Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I'm Jason Scors. Hope everybody is doing well. And so here we are with the second impeachment trial officially over. And uh, it went largely how we expected, but with a few twists and turns. And I'm going to make the case that Democrats did exactly what they had to do and did it in a professional and honorable fashion. So let's start with the verdict. So 57 voted to convict. All 43, of course, who voted to acquit were Republicans. And as is obvious, they are full-on traitors who deserve no part in the modern democracy. So we have 43 just verifiable traitors in the Republican caucus, with which, if my math is correct, is 86% of the Senate caucus and over 90% of the House GOP caucus. So I know a lot of people are talking about the GOP is trying to move on from Trump and all that, but I just go with data. I don't go with words. I go with data. And the data tells me this is a Trumpist party through and through. Uh, but we will we will come back to that as you know things play out over the coming months and years. So the GOP is fully captured by this fascist cult of Trump and remains a grave danger to the republic because this vote should have been 100 to zero. 100 to zero. There was no reasonable, rational, justifiable uh, case for acquitting Trump. And so the people, who voted to acquit, basically say, we will do anything for power. And with that, knowing that, you know, Trump was acquitted again, some have argued, including some of my colleagues, that the Democrats shouldn't have wasted their time on this second impeachment trial, given that the outcome was preordained and it took time away from passing Biden's agenda and getting his cabinet picks, you know, um, appointed. I think this argument, this line of argumentation, is the height of foolishness and ignorance. So I am going to lay out my case for why the Democrats did the right thing. So I'm just going to start simply by saying the Democrats had no choice but to try and impeach Donald Trump. Democracy in America is on life support. It is hanging by a thread. We have, again, one of the two major political parties that is all, all out against democracy and all in with fascism. So we are like barely, barely getting by here. So to not try Trump and use this impeachment process would have been a huge dereliction of duty of the highest order and a betrayal of the oath of office. The Democrats, of course, didn't want to spend time focusing on Trump, but they had to. Because Trump's crimes are the greatest crimes that any president has ever committed in our history. Right? He incited a violent mob to overthrow an election. Cops were killed. The Capitol was ransacked. 
This is the gravest possible crime a president could could commit. And so they had to go through the process of impeachment, make the case to the American people, and respect the rule of law. They had no choice. If they had not gone through with this, if they had just said, oh, let's move on, this would have, you know, the little bit of daylight between us and a full-on autocracy would have dimmed even further. And it would have been clear that it's just open season on democracy. Again, we're even with this impeachment process. We're in bad shape. But to just let this go would have just been such an incredible dereliction of duty that, again, Democrats did the right thing. I want to remind people, the punishment in many democratic societies for insurrection and treason is the death penalty, right? Trump should be executed for his behavior. I am not saying this in hyperbole. I am not in a violent extremist for saying this, right? I am a proud U.S. citizen of a U.S. democracy who believes in the rule of law, right? I actually don't believe in the death penalty, right? I don't like the death penalty. I don't like state-sanctioned violence. But if there was any crime for which the death penalty is justified, it is inciting a violent mob against your own government in which people get killed. So, so I don't say that lightly. It's just the truth, right? So now, one final point on the decision to go ahead with the impeachment. If we follow the logic that it was a waste of time since the GOP wasn't going to convict, right? So we're saying, look, there's no way we're going to convince 17 GOP senators to convict. This means you're just taking precious time away from the governing process. And, you know, what we're saying is, by, by implicitly, by default, what we're saying is this fascist death cult can hold the rule of law hostage as long as they are unwilling to follow the Constitution. It's literally allowing terrorists to hold the Constitution hostage, right? Think about the logic. As long as we know that the opposition will never go along, we just shouldn't go through the motions, right? That's just insanity, right? That is not how you run a democratic republic, right? Now, again, like I said, the final point I'll say here is, If the Democrats had followed that logic and just said, hey, we want to just look forward and not backward, they would not be a real political party, right? They, you know, this is their most basic, basic solemn oath is to protect the Constitution and the democracy. If they cannot hold a trial, you know, and and hold someone accountable, even if the opposition is not going to go along and vote to convict, you know, if they couldn't do that, this republic is finished. We could just pack it up and go home. So they did what they had to do. And second point is, they did it well. The Democrats prosecuted an incredibly strong case. They did it in a short order of a week. They didn't let it drag on. It was short, to the point, and devastating. And I'll talk about the details after the break. Fight. Preacher man, don't tell me. Heaven. 
Okay, so now that we've gotten over the should they have gone ahead with impeachment or not, let's actually talk about the trial. I want to just admit up front, I did not watch most of it. It was tens of hours, uh, but I did watch most of the intro videos, which were very hard to watch given that you're watching a white terrorist mob, you know, beating up cops and ransacking the Capitol and bringing Confederate flags and, you know, swastikas. It's it's really gruesome stuff, uh, but I did watch most of that, and I read a lot of commentary. But again, I'm going to admit I did not watch the whole proceedings, so take that you know, um, you know, in, into account when you assess my my assessment. I think overall the case was brilliantly prosecuted, right? And in a sane country, any sane country, the case would have been clear cut, hundred to zero. Trump convicted, can never run for office again, done deal, right? It was hard to watch, though, those videos because they were so insane, right? I mean, it was just so insane that how could anyone defend this stuff? And again, even though they were trying to make the case that Trump hadn't incited it, they were continually defending the notion that the election was, was stolen, I mean, every argument that Trump's defense made was pathetic and easily destroyed. I mean, they're like everything in Trump land. It was just kooks and nut jobs with no legal skills whatsoever. One of the lawyers actually had sued Trump the year before. So again, it's just really like most of what the right wing is these days. It's just kind of right wing performance art. They're not even trying to make strong arguments. It's just performance art for their cult. And their cult loves all the kind of outrageous nonsense because that's what cults do. The Dems put forward a multiracial, um, you know, uh, prosecuting team full of men and women that actually just destroyed the GOP. Their case was so thorough, so well done, so um, excellent in terms of using the multimedia that the GOP was just the floor was wiped with Republicans. And the thing is, they knew it. Republicans knew the case was strong. It was so compelling that even some right-wing senators, those with a mild shred of decency, uh, Senator Cassidy of Louisiana, Senator Sass of Nebraska, and Senator Burr of North Carolina, voted to convict. And I, I, let me make this case clear here. These are three right-wing senators from very Republican states. North Carolina, the least so, but North Carolina's pretty Republican. Nebraska, Louisiana, you can't get much redder than that. They did not have to vote to convict, right? They could have went along with the other traitors like Josh Hawley and Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and, and Ted Cruz. But they voted to convict because it was so compelling. The case that the Democrats made was so compelling that that little voice of conscience in the back of their head just would not let them vote no. So that should tell you right there how successful the Democratic case was, that they got a few Democrat, uh, sorry, Republican senators from deep red states. And then, of course, you got the Lisa Murkowski, you got the Susan Collins, the Mitt Romney, and, um, you know, and one other, uh, I think it was Toomey. So those who voted to acquit are already villains in history, and history is not going to be kind to them, right? I mean, it's going to get worse because more information is going to come out. 
Trump is not going to stop. He will continue to incite conspiracy and, and most likely violence. And so this vote not to convict is not only shameful in the moment, will become more shameful over time. But the thing is, those 43 Republicans who voted to acquit, they don't care. They have no shame, right? They haven't had any shame while they were obstructing Obama for eight years. They didn't have any shame enabling Trump for four years, and they have no shame now in acquitting him. Now, a special shout out for the shamelessness crew goes out to the devil McConnell, right? What's so amazing about McConnell, he's such a two-faced, lying, hypocritical bastard that he had the nerve after voting to acquit to get on the floor and basically say Trump was guilty. He incited the riot. It's his fault. But I couldn't vote to to, um, convict him because he wasn't president any longer when it was McConnell who had delayed the trial till Trump wasn't, wasn't president. Now, again, McConnell assumes, rightly so, that most of people paying attention and most of his supporters are idiots, and they're not going to know that he was the one responsible for the trial not being while Trump was in office. But that's just the level of hypocrisy. I'm going to make sure the trial is after he gets out and then say I can't vote to convict because he's not in a president anymore. I mean, it's just it's levels of insanity that are almost delicious from a satirical point of view. But when you realize that it's the U.S. government, it's quite tragic. Um, So now, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, that that it was unconstitutional to 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 try him after he was, uh, you know, no longer president. And again, this argument, complete, utter bullshit. The GOP know this, right? It's basically saying you can do anything in the last couple of weeks of your presidency and then just either resign or just get out of office before anyone holds you to account. And then you can say, sorry, you know, I'm not president anymore. Um, you know, you can't hold me to account for all that murder and mayhem I, I, I engaged in two weeks ago. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's levels of argumentation that would make, you know, a three year old blush. But again, this is your modern Republican Party which clearly is fine with terrorists as long as they're white, right? White terrorism, okay. Brown terrorism, not okay, right? This is the the country we live in with, you know, a good 40% of the people straight out terrorist sympathizers. So let me end this with uh, a little on Senator Cassidy from Louisiana uh, and his decision to vote to convict. Uh, One of friend of mine asked me, he said, what would you, you know, tell someone who is a, uh, you know, is a Republican who's scared of their base, you know, to tell the one of the Trump cultists why they had to convict. And fortunately, Cassidy has done that for us. Again, Cassidy, I think, is a horrible human being, horrible legislator, but I'll give him credit. He, after enabling Trump for four years and all this evil, he finally, finally had a shred of decency. And again, I'll give him credit. If he becomes a, a better person for that and, and votes you know, as a, as a sensible legislator, I will praise him. And I will praise him for this op-ed that he wrote. And that's what I would recommend you send to any Trump cultists, right? You have this, the Republican senator of Louisiana writing an op-ed in which he clearly lays out the case of why Trump is guilty and says it was his constitutional duty and that the Constitution is higher than political party. I mean, it's the argument that, again, all 100 senators should have made, 
But that's it. You have uh, uh, you have a senator from Louisiana making the case as plain as day. And again, just that in alone makes this whole trial worth it, right? Because they were able to convince some people who did not convict Trump the last time and who going into this process did not seem like they were indicating that they were going to convict Trump. And so this was a huge victory for the Democrats. It's the most bipartisan a Senate trial has ever been in the four times there has been an uh, impeachment trial. And this just, again, shows that the Democrats did such a good job that they really stirred the conscience of some of the most rabid conservatives in the country. This is what winning looks like. This is what leading looks like. This is what truth and justice and upholding the rule of law looks like. So if you are a Democrat, be proud. They did their job with honor. And it is something that, again, will be a real victory for the progressive cause in the history books, even if at this moment Trump was acquitted. So after the break, I'll come back with the antidote. No matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. They say it's lonely at the top in whatever you do. You always gotta watch motherfuckers around you. Nobody's invincible, no plan is foolproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. The same shiesty cats that you hang with and do your thing with could set you up and wet you up. Nigga, peep the language, it's universal. You play with fire, it may hurt you or burn you. Lessons are blessings you should learn through. Let's face facts. Although MCs lace tracks, it doesn't mean behind the scenes there ain't no dirt to trace back. That goes for all of us. Okay, so for today's antidote, I just ask you to remain vigilant. American democracy is more fragile than ever. Republicans, as we speak, are trying to pass hundreds of laws to suppress voting rights. Democratic majorities are razor thin in both the House and Senate. So, of course, take a moment now to just enjoy the fact that Trump is in the rearview mirror. We have a competent, strong government trying to help America solve our crises and, you know, bring peace and justice and prosperity to all American citizens. So we, we don't have to be riled up every minute of the day. And so rest up if you can, you know, get vaccinated. Let's get through the winter, get into the spring and summer and, you know, come back strong. But I just want to tell you again, though, that fascism and white supremacy is going to keep rearing its ugly head. It has not been defeated fully. And until we defeat it fully, it's going to keep doing damage and threatening the republic. So we still have a lot of work to do. That's the purpose of this podcast and what I will keep you all informed of. So take a moment, again, to enjoy the the beginning of the Biden administration. Uh, But get ready and rest up and get ready to keep the struggle because we got a lot to do. So with that, everybody, I hope you have a great rest of the week. Uh, If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate it. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. And with that, take care. Be well.